0: Welcome to the St. Michael Linton podcast series. My name is Chris Garada, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is called to more. This Lent, find guidance and hope in the example of Christ as we are led toward the ultimate hope of the resurrection. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark chapter 14. On the first day of unleavened bread, When the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he came with the 12. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. Well, they began to be distressed and to say to him one after another, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the 12 one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread. And after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Here ends the reading. A few months ago, Nicole and I hosted our first proper dinner party since the pandemic quarantine began in 2020. 2020. I love to cook, and so I took this opportunity to do all the stuff I really love to make and share it with my friends. We prepped the house and set out a great table, and I mixed up a special cocktail, and we talked and laughed for hours, and it felt so good to mark a shift in the world with a good meal. Big meals have always been a marker of a special moment. Whether a birthday, an anniversary, a graduation, or even a significant loss, an intentional meal marks a moment in time Worth remembering. Today, on this Maundy Thursday, we hear a story of an incredibly important meal. Typically called the Last Supper, Jesus gathers one last time with his friends, his closest disciples, before he expects to be arrested. At this Last Supper, Jesus sets forth a way to remember and celebrate his gift to us all. We remember this Last Supper every time we celebrate the Eucharist and share the communion bread and wine. I like to call our Sunday Eucharistic worship services a dinner party. In a small way, when we gather around the altar and share the bread and wine, we are having a holy dinner party. Holy parties might feel a bit different than the dinner parties we host in other spaces, but the holy parties we have at St. Michael share a similar spirit. I dare say that when you host a dinner party, you know all the details—who's coming, what will be served, what music will be playing in the background, and more. The love and care we put into a special moment like that can make the moment even more significant and meaningful. In other words, when you spend extra time and extra attention on a special meal, you are showing your guests just how much you love them. What then would happen if, say, as the guests started arriving, a few extra people showed up? What if a stranger came to the door, looking very much like they were prepared for a dinner party and asked to join in? What would you say? Would you welcome them in and add an extra chair and an extra place setting to the table? Or would you respond kindly that the party was for invited guests only? Now, This may seem like an odd idea, but in a pretty special way, this scene unfolds every time we gather at church. Countless people spend countless hours preparing for the dinner party. The Altar Guild prepares the sacred elements, the choir rehearses special music, the acolytes coordinate their movements, the ushers arrange themselves in organize patterns, the priests prepare sermons, and on and on, and all to be ready to make the dinner party a great success. But when we begin, we're never quite sure who will join us. And we certainly know that there will be guests who show up without being part of the regular crowd. It's in those moments when people show up at St. Michael without any history or without knowing anyone in the community that excites me most, the table we set every week needs to be big enough and open enough to allow anyone who knocks on our door to come in and join the fun. And why? Well, Because when they do, they might just meet Jesus in the process. Today, we remember that Jesus loved his friends and we believe truly that Jesus loves us too. Today, we remember that, although Jesus taught many important ideas and challenged many long-held beliefs, in the end, Jesus wants us to join him at the biggest, most loving dinner party of all time. You are invited, and so am I. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have the opportunity to welcome new friends to join us at a place set just for them. for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, whose dear Son, on the night before he suffered, instituted the sacrament of his body and blood, mercifully grant that we may receive it, thankfully, in remembrance of Jesus Christ our Lord, who in these holy mysteries gives us a pledge of eternal life, and who now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen.